Tonight on the Superhero Show Show, Mike explains why this show is all jacked up. We'll find out if Thomas Wayne goes insane and bashes in Martha's brain on Pennyworth. If Wakanda Forever made Mike and Ryan crowd their butts or shrug out their guts. And if Sean McBee of the Starkle After Show reveals any NDA breaking secrets. All of that and more on an all new episode of the Superhero Show Show. And welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only podcast on the internet that covers literally every single live-action TV show based on a comic book uh, and some of the cartoons and movies. Uh, I am your host for the evening, Mike. You will not hear from Ryan. This is a Mike and Ryan exclusive episode, but I'm here just to explain to you uh, why this is late and why there are several segments missing. We start right in with Pennyworth, then we hit Wakanda Forever. Then we hit the pull list, and then I wrap up my conversation with Sean McBee of the Stargirl After Show. Some weird ghost ate some of the segments. It sounded all crackly and grungy. You'll hear it in the music. We kept it there because it just sounded more distorted and cool, but it was truly horrendous to listen to our voices all garbled and fast. So the thing that you did miss that is very important is we did Best Actor, Shushi, and surprising maybe nobody if you've listened to us for a while, and especially if you this season on the shishies resin alien was up alan tudyk and he won big congratulations to alan tudyk and and, and uh you know everybody else is great too but just not as great as him so that's what you missed sorry about the technical issues and now we'll continue on with the show in the penultimate episode of pennyworth colon the origin of batman's butler Thomas is back in town after killing his father, and Martha is not too happy with him because of it. But they do come together when a PWE makes herself look like Alfie's mom and kidnaps their daughter, Sam. Meanwhile, Lucius sees the depths of the PWE program and frees all said PWEs, which I think we need to say, if you you haven't watched the show, uh, people with enhancements. Pussy-whipped entities. Pussy-whipped entities. Hell yeah. He frees all of them before he links up with Bet who also has become a PWE. Uh, Also, Sandy is pregnant, and Alfie handles that news poorly. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. How does Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler, handle uh, the strength of family can overcome anything? I, Mike, I have to say, I love it. I am a a product of a broken home, and (laughs) so much of this rang true of, like, I'm going to come home, to see my daughter and then there's there's my ex-wife slash her mother just staring at me lovingly and i'm like what this is just what i do i'm sorry i went back to england and killed my fucking father that's what family does motherfucker (laughs) Uh, i love how the definition of family is determined only not just only by blood but by how does fast and the furious do it uh, if you've gone corona? on one heist with us, yeah, <laughs> and clinked Corona as your family. But if you're if you're the blood that like helped create me, 
I'll fucking shoot you in the motherfucking face. Right, because you're not family. But Uncle Alfie, who I think slept with Martha, is family. And his mom is their daughter's nanny. That's family. And, I mean, Thomas comes in. Thomas is, uh, Thomas, like, is freaking out because Sam has been kidnapped. Comes back in after he's been told not to call the police. And Alfie's there. And he's like, what the fuck? Yes. And Martha's like, well, I, you know, needed some help. And he's like, all right, cool. All right. So here, here's what we're going to do. But the, the it was like a subtle moment of we know someday Alfie will serve this family mm-hmm. and love them, but there is still hiccups between him and Thomas because of Martha and Alfie having hooked up and, and, and the, all the relationships. This episode, not just because the themes and, the, and the, the character motivations which I thought handled well, the bat shitness of it all, it made me want to go back and watch all the stuff I've missed. Oh, see, that's the thing is like every episode of Pennyworth, I'm a little bit bored by, but I so desperately wish I watched the previous episode uh-huh. and I so wish I watched the next episode. And what I wanted to ask you is there is there any show that we've ever covered that we dip in and dip out of in the history of superhero show show that like. We're like sort of like I wish I wish I spent more time with you. I mm-hmm. and does such a good job of being like we know that you haven't. That's fine. And here's what you need to know. Uh, do you know what show used to do that before it just became appointment viewing, Ryan? Gotham. Uh, That's how we used to talk about Gotham before we all just drank I, the Kool Aid and hopped in. Do you mean Gotham colon the post origin of yeah. Batman's Butler? The postcard is also by Bruner Heller, who yes. is in charge of this. He just loves telling the pre-cum stories of Batman. I will never tell a Batman story. Before <laughs> or after. I will die. Yeah, his next one is going to be about Terry McGillis. <sighs> yeah. And you will never see Batman. That's a very important character for you, right? Yeah. Okay, because you're a little bit younger than me. So you're like, oh, what is this? A little kid with fucking... Uh, uh, what like uh, hoops Squirrel on? Suit? No, like yeah, like uh, Batman Beyond looks like the kind of guy who will be launched into Velcro, like a Velcro Hell yeah. wall. That's the, the kind guy. of Batman that you're into. <laughs> and you're into Azrael, right? That's that's our generation <laughs> that's, gap. That's my generation is all about that fiery sword. Okay, so well, there's a lot of plot and swirling. Uh, let's dig into first uh, Alfie, the titular Batman's Butler. He. Uh, his ex, his off and off again, on again, Sandy. Wait, says, hold on, Mike. Before you get into any of this, look, we fucked me and you, Mike, and sure. uh, that happened. And uh, I don't want to do it, but I guess I'll marry you because you're. Uh, I will marry you, and I don't want to do it, but it's because you're you're pregnant with my disgusting baby. Is that is so, that romantic? Is that is that cool? Before I could get into the plot and talk about the show, you wanted to do that. Yeah. No. I, I okay. Good. That, I think we should talk about this. The fact that you are wrecked by my or pterodactyl baby who will come out <laughs> screaming and never stop. Wait, I'm the pregnant one here? Yes, you're the, you're pregnant with my pterodactyl baby. Okay. And you're saying you want to marry me because it's the right thing to do? I want to marry me marry you, not because I'm in love with you or because I find you attractive, but because it's the right thing to do because you're pregnant with a half pterodactyl, half human baby. Isn't that what I should do? That's Sauron, and I love it. 
Let's birth Sauron into this world. He could but, cure cancer, but he doesn't want to. He just wants to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> All-time meme. Have you ever heard anything more romantic than the words that I just said to you? Uh, no, and it, maybe Alfie could have softened it by saying, that's a pterodactyl baby I put in you. Um, Sandy tells him she's pregnant, and he goes, well, he does not handle it well at first. That's last episode. This episode, he comes back. He's like, I handled that wrong. I'm going to do the right thing by you. Let's do this thing, I guess. That's the thing is that like the right thing, quote unquote, is not that right. And that's, I, I was going to say romantic, but it's actually just not that right. No, and she's like, and she, she's like, hey, you are this kid's dad. You are going to be this kid's dad. We are not going to be together. And I'm going to do this pregnancy thing alone. I'm like, and he can't handle it. He is so old school enough. And he, he's flabbergasted that he handled it wrong. And she even says, like, I love you. Do you love me? And he goes, uh, yeah, like after a fashion. Well, hello, hello. How much does that hello, even matter then? Hello. And then I, well, the, the favorite is he's telling his mom, and they're kidnapped right at this point, and he's like telling her what's going on. And he's like, and can you believe Sandy said no? And she's like, wait, did you propose to her the way you, you just told me? You didn't say that, right? And I love this episode because this episode is full of action hero Alfie lines, where Alfie has to say the best thing possible, and he does. Yes. But... When a girl that he sort of maybe loves but maybe doesn't is pregnant with maybe his baby, uh, he's like, Bob, wow, uh, I'll say the stupidest possible thing. Like, here's the literal stupidest possible thing I could say. This is a dude who's like, and this is, you know, bizarro London, so 60s, so who knows, this doesn't exist yet, but who grew up on John Wayne movies not thinking maybe John Wayne doesn't do things the right way. Well, I'll tell you, I won't marry this girl. I think this might be a better, more subtle approach to manhood than the preacher adaptation did. Well, the John Wayne and like looking up to to the John Wayne, like they did it very literally. I think Alfie is handling the show and is handling it much better in Alfie. What a high bar, Mike, for you to set the AMC version of the preacher show. Wow, that's that's crazy for you. But yeah, uh, I don't know why you're trying to insult me now with your fucking tone of voice. Alfie is supposed to be the coolest guy ever, and he's just not. You know why? He's a dude. He's an idiot dude, and he's a dude not ass dude cool who has all. good hair. When he's handcuffed and leaning forward because he's passed out, I was like, "Damn, that's a good head of hair." I'm Are going you bald. always thinking that's Ryan's hair? That's Ryan's face? That's Ryan's that tone Ryan. of voice? No. What really? Uh, what I love is is the 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 post end is he tells the the lion and the mouse myth when they're kidnapped and Sam is not locked up, uh, and he gets her to help him uh, unlock his cuffs with her mouse barrette, uh, and it's it's being around a kid in danger in one of their worst moments when he's like his mom's like do you want to get married and have kids he's like I didn't think so, but I like, think I get it now. Yeah, I mean you've watched enough TV right where um. So Sam Wayne, Sam Wayne. Everybody knows Batman's more famous older sister. No, 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 not older sister. Like this is a different timeline where they only had one kid, and it's a girl. Sam Wayne. Saves... Then who's Batman? There's no Batman. Mike. This is the origin of Batman's butler, Ryan. It's in the colon, like a no, tumor. It's it, this is the origin of Batman's colon. Uh, Sam Wayne, the little girl, helps Elfie out, and Sam hugs the shit out of him mm-hmm. and mike i'll be goddamned if the camper does not sweep into his face and the music swells and alfie realizes 
Or what will be your father, I do, I do. <laughs> Governor, clean your chin, me sweet, with me I kids. mean, he, he straight up says at the beginning, children are rats. They're fucking rats, and I'll fucking put them in mousetraps. And then he goes to his mom at the end and says, I, I do think I want to have little Alfies. Which I, I call little Alfies, I call Alps. Alien life. Little Alfies, and they'll eat cats. They, they will eat cats, and they're from Melmac. But they're cute. But they're cute. But they're from Melmac, and they will eat your cat. They are from Melmac, lest we forget. Uh, uh, they'll they'll eat cats, or will they eat your pussy? Both, if you're nasty. Right. So uh, upstairs, that's the downstairs going on. Upstairs, uh, Martha is mad that Thomas went to America, killed his father, and was disappeared without telling her. Did that thing, came back, uh, and expected to be like, "Hey, I got a daughter, a teddy bear. Let's uh, be fine." They make up while being at gun and knife point at different times throughout this at a for a CIA agent who he besmirched, who he he did ill by not killing Martha years ago, who's gone a little nuts, turned herself into somebody with powers, uh, has them as hostages. Do you buy their reconnection or is it a little too like, okay, I guess we were in danger, so you killed I your kinda dad, do. I kinda, I kind of think that if you are in danger, like we're sort of in love out of love, but we went through this. The se- no, time out. The sexiest part of a relationship is that when you're sort of in love out of love because that's going to be the hottest sex you ever have. Do you know what I learned this from? Is the movie Speed. Sandra Bullock straight up says this to Keanu Reeves. She's like, well, our relationship is created on this like a crazy, insane, uh, you know, thing that happened. And he's like, well, (laughs) whoa. And I like, I do think that it works. Um, Thomas Wayne killed his father. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we're, Accepting that as fact. Um, and then... Ryan, it's fact. CIA agent who is a badass uh, covers her face in uh, Pennyworth's mom's face, kidnaps the daughter, traps them both, and then he's like, you know what, Martha? I do have to, I do, have to do something very crazy. And then attacks the CIA agent. And you know what? I'm back on board. I'm in love with both of them. Both of them are in love with each other. How does that not work? It Mike, does, Ryan. Every, it was a trick question. It does work. Every fucking time I feel like you're like, I don't know, like you're into me less. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not down with me. I will kill a CIA agent right in That's front true. of your face. You'll hold a knife like, to my throat and then spin around and cut their throat. Every time you're like, damn, Ryan, what's up? What's up? Let's podcast next week, brother. Yeah, let's do it, bro. Jumping from the Wayne and Alfie family drama to uh, Lucius's little adventure through the uh, future Batman supervillain factory. Uh, how is how is this one doing for you? It, it's you know it's more sci-fi. It's less grounded. It's a little more like look in this jail cell. This person has this powers. It has my favorite thing of all time, which is I'm in a prison. I'm gonna hit every button possible. Uh-huh. And I love a montage of I'm going to hit every button. One of them, Mike, is ear-blasting classical music. Love it. One of the buttons is this window opens to we're going to uh, put a fucking prisoner down on a bed 
and blast him into eternity. And we also, shoot him with lasers. Maybe he'll get powers. Maybe he'll turn to dust. And when he doesn't get pow- powers, we're like, oh, gosh darn it. Ah, oh, get another fucking, one. Fuckity fuck. Uh, do you have a favorite person with powers that we saw in this? You know, like, I, I had a good answer for this question, but fucking uh, Bet comes up again. And she's like, every time I think that I'm done with her and yeah. I'm going to watch this show, she's like, hello, I'm here, and I've got powers too. Uh, Bet's was great. Snapping a lot of necks. Uh, my favorite is, uh, and I, I think it's how we got introduced to where Lucius is, it's a bulldozer arm, is what I'm calling him. He's just a normal dude with the biggest amount of uh, groundbreaking machinery on his arm, running, and then he's told to stop running, and he takes one step and gets shot in the back. But Ryan, his power is bulldozer for an arm. <laughs> That's the guy from the first episode of the season, and he's just so upset because... So many people get like telekinesis or uh-huh. uh, flight, and he got bulldozer arm, and it just <laughs> sucks, man. Like, look at my fucking arm. Do you know how much it's shit so I have to lift in order to get this arm up to wipe my ass in the morning? Mm. Ryan, that is all the time we have for Pennyworth. Do you have a moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is. Uh, Martha, and it always is. I think that she is the best actress and character on this show. And she straight up said to her husband, Thomas, her fucking cuck husband, who has a tiny mustache, she looked him in the eyes and she was like, look, I get that you killed your father, but did you think about your family? That's (laughs) such a turn on from a wife. Like, for a wife to be like, look, you had to kill your father. You had to shoot him in the head. Uh, Mine is... The step one of Thomas and Martha getting Sam back uh, when they thought that was still an option is confess. And so they go to a random protest and he just stands on a statue and says, my name is Thomas Wayne and I killed my father. And he has to yell it three times because the first time everybody's just yelling shit in this square and nobody (laughs) cares. And he looks so hurt that nobody cares what he just confessed. Now, like based on your rap history. Were you confused because he didn't say, my name is Thomas Wayne and I'm here to say? Yes. Like, I killed my I... father in the illest way. <laughs> That's a good rap. <laughs> That's a good rap. Uh, Ryan, uh, I do know that offline you've been talking about this website you've oh, yeah. been cooking. Are you ready to re- reveal it to the public? I mean, it's a little scandalous to talk about. Is that cool? It. I would love it. You know what? It's shush after dark. Okay. Right now? Right now. Uh, it's called... The ideal time. It's illustway.com. And it's a bunch of people going to this website and saying, what is the illest way to kill your fucking father? So if you go to illustway.com and you just, just tell stories about how, like, my name is blank, and I'm here to say I killed my father blank in the illest way. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's like a startup of rap. And when mm-hmm. you do it, like, there will be backbeats on the website that will start because we think that you're, like, about to get into it. But, yeah, it's just about... Do you uh, type it out? What? No, no, no. You say it into the website. Mm. Always you say it into the website. I think that if you're creating a website, you just say what you want into the website. Like, say it okay. into your computer screen. And then, like, that'll it'll happen. Uh, but, like, yeah, just a bunch of patricide. Okay. But it's called illusway.com. Mm-hmm. But it's about patricide, right? It's just only about pat. Not like if you if you uh, uh, fixed your flat tire in the illest way, this website is not for you. 
This is we have a different. Specific, we have yeah. a sister website that's all about that. If we're doing that on a different website right now. This is about patricide. Sure. Without condoning or condemning the content of the website. Oh, I, I would hate if help. you condemned it because I sort of think of you as like a father figure, Mike. But no, that means you want to kill me. No, I just I, I think of you as a father a figure. Father figure. As like, <laughs> I'm trying to build this website, yo. But I also yeah. think of you, yo, as a fucking father figure, as like a mentor, Mike. You have taught me a lot of what I know, like as if you were like one of my fathers. Well, I don't want your website to look Careful. like garbage. So I'm going to send you to my pals at cybersprout.net. They have goal-driven design, and it does sound like this website has some goals. And they're going to make sure your website reaches the right customers, the ones obsessed with patricide and rap. Uh, they're all about collaboration. They're going to have easy-to-edit fields, custom templates, drag-and-drop tools. And I think there's going to be some dragging and dropping, both on the back end and the front end of your website, it sounds like. Yo, Mike, I have to tell you, one of my father figures is cybersprout.net. Oh, well, don't p- commit patricide. With oh them, no, it's they... about to it's about to happen. No, because cybersprout.net is your partner for a digital world, Ryan. No, I'm about to fucking I'm about to kill some fathers. All right, let somebody else handle your hosting. Maybe you want to handle all the backups and speed optimization and security. Maybe Idiot. I do love drag and drop pricing. <laughs> drag and drop pricing. Cybersprout.net. We know what they do. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Black Panther. Wakanda forever. It is time to dig into Marvel's 30th film, Black Panther, Wakanda for now. Ryan? On this week's episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we get Black Panther, Wakanda forever, the seventh and final film of Phase 4. Although technically it's not totally over until the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special in a couple of weeks. We all know the story at this point. Just before production, Chadwick Boseman tragically passed away, leaving the movie, the MCU, and all of entertainment with a giant hole in its heart. Deciding not to recast the character of T'Challa, the movie moved forward with more of a focus on Shiri and the rest of the ensemble from the first movie. The villain T'Challa was supposed to take on remained, however, Namor, king of T'Kalan, an underwater empire that may have gotten its own helping of vibranium, so, Taste Bud, I ask you this. Did Wakanda Forever do what it set out to do? I think so. I am... Let's, uh, why don't we start with Chadwick and we'll get to Namor. Okay. So, not answer your question, or what do you... Uh, did it set out to do what it was supposed to do with the passing of Chadwick slash T'Challa? I think for... What this giant machine has created, they have, uh, you know, unstoppable momentum. They have to make this thing. It has to hit the four quadrants. I was very impressed with the big budget blockbuster meditation on grief. Was it perfect? No. Was uh, Indie movies have done this better. But for a movie of this size and this weight and this many jobs it had to do to still make space and have the characters go through the loss and the audience go through the loss and like actually sit that this person has left a hole in us. I was, I was the, the further distance I get away with it, just the more I pressed I am how it handled it. They turned their funny sidekick character from the first movie. Uh, and she bared the brunt of, of that grief and, and rage. And I thought she did a great job at it. I, 
agree with you mostly. Although I do think that you brought up an interesting point that uh, pushing Shuri to the forefront gave us two holes. Yes. Now we have no T'Challa and now we have no Shuri. And I think that hit me hard. Um, I Before I went to see it, most of the reviews I saw, most of the people talking about it said that the first and last minutes of the movie were the best. And I agree, although I didn't know that that was going to be the first eight minutes and the last three minutes of a two-hour and 40-minute movie. Mm-hmm. It's very long. The rest of it was... Man, Mike, I have to say that I am... I know this doesn't mean that much to anybody, but I'm going to say it now. I am moving my normal three-star review out of four stars of most Marvel movies to two and a half. And that's all the way down the board. Like, these aren't good movies anymore. These are experiences. Mm -hmm. And looking at Phase 4, I think that Wakanda Forever is, even if it's the best of Phase 4, they're not movies. I can't tell you how tired I am of after the funeral, which was very touching. And the, mm-hmm. and Coogler and all the actors did an incredible job of blending our real life with yeah. their character's life. When, ev- when the first 13 scenes of a movie uh, just start with a different city title, like a city written uh-huh. on the thing... I'm out, dude. Like, you're not telling a story anymore. Like, when was the last time we watched one character go through a thing instead of here are 94 unrelated scenes that are going to happen in an order? Sort of. Mm -hmm. And now we're at the end of the movie, and now you have to wait because of the final credits for the next thing that gives you 94 unrelated scenes. I disagree that these were unrelated. I was thinking about this a lot because you, uh, spoiler, you and I do talk off air, and you texted saying you're sick of the Marvel experiment. Uh, this, and I rewatched the first Black Panther beforehand. I do think these two have felt the least marvelly. Everybody's normal complaints with Marvel of like they're behind me, aren't they? They fly now. Uh, Coogler and Co. So just, you mean the comedy of it all? Yeah, the Coogler and Co. shake that off. The, the, the Marvel, even even the comedy of the first one, because this one didn't have a lot of it, but the comedy of the first one is different. It's subtler. It's quieter. It's it's a different flavor. And this, I don't think, has that Marvel stank on it, if you're sick of the Marvelness of it. And this, I think, was way more self-contained than any Marvel, any even Eternals, than any Marvel thing ever. See, the Eternals is something different because it didn't have a lot of the other stuff, but it was just so out of control. Like, I would say that watching this movie, wh- during wh- while I was watching this movie, I moved every Marvel movie of Phase 4 down a star or half a star. <laughs> it, and I, I know think... that's unfair, and I know that's not good movie watching, but I was watching this, and they were like, uh, well, I guess we should go to Ironheart's dorm now. What are we doing? Like, who are we focusing on? I, I leaving this, even though I clearly liked it more than you, I did turn to my friend and go, I think post and end game is the last like great Marvel movie we're going to watch because I think that they've created the gravity. The center cannot hold the gravity is too strong. And what, what I think the issues with this one is 
Chadwick died. It was really sad. It hit these. It hit everybody hard. Obviously, these people. Wait a couple more years. Did this movie need to come out two years after he died, or could you have sat with it a little longer and and massaged things? I think they they introduced Riri Williams the way Black Panther was introduced in Civil War. They wanted a new character to pop up here, but when a movie when you're spinning a brand new land uh, and villain. Uh, and the grief, and these people filling new roles of of Angela Bassett becoming more of a main character than she was before. Sure, becoming more main character. Well, isn't that enough? Do we need to also introduce Ironheart? Because I do know that baffled a lot of people who aren't Marvel fiends. Of why is this person here? And uh, uh, we both, you and I both knew that Ironheart, the TV show, is coming out soon. So even that, right? Like we can accept that. Uh, okay, it's not Thor taking a bath. It's not Thor taking a bath, uh, and she she is this movie's Infinity Stone. She's the MacGuffin, right? And th- that worked, but it's too... And I think she did a serviceable job, and I think they tried to fill the Shuri comedic role with her. But I kept being like, uh, Okoye uh, is a great character. I'm, I'm impressed when Marvel takes a character that's not really from the comics and nobody cares about and makes people love them. Uh-huh. And I think Okoye, now watching these movies back-to-back, is phenomenal. And that the actress kills it. And they sidelined her so much and then had, uh, what's Chewing Gum slash? Michaela Cole. Uh, Michaela Cole, thank you. She, why is she here? Do Riri Williams or do her? Michaela Cole uh, was like, you're hot right now, right? And you look like you should be on the, you could be on the Dormelage. So now you're here. Uh, uh, Okoye getting stripped of her, you put your badge and gun down on the mm-hmm. table. There was no payoff. Like she just no. got kicked out, and uh, there she was disappeared no- for most of the movie, and came back as Iron Man Predator. There was no payoff for Riri Williams, and even with Shuri, because of all of this shit, and we have not even talked about Atlantis or Tacullum or Namor yet. Even with Shuri, like there's so much in this fucking movie. We also have not talked about uh, Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld or uh-huh. uh, the original British Jim. British Jim. Um, with Shuri being like, "All right, fine, I don't believe in science. Give me the drugs." Uh, oh shit, that was a weird nightmare. Talk to Michael B. Jordan. Uh, all right, I'm the Black Panther now. Oh shit, I landed in a space. I'm black. There's no time for that either. That none of it hits. None of it hits because all I, of it has to hit. I disagree. There, I think Shuri's story is the strongest here, and she never says, "I don't believe in science." Because she made the thing, and because they're saying it's a spiritual realm, and she's saying it's a hallucinogenic drug, and that I do think that hits her. Her story is the, is the strongest throughout all of it. Uh, I think there's weaknesses in other parts, but I think the actress handled it, and the, the, the writing was strongest. Focus. I think they should have just tightened it up and focused more on her. But her 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 choice between am I T'Challa or am I Killmonger, and it it, it echoes. T'Challa saying, am I the old school or my Killmonger? Which way is the go? Nakia is the right way to go in the first movie. And and Shuri going, am I this way or this way? No, I have to be a new way. Uh, it, I thought it was super emotional and super impactful. I did not. I thought there should have been 13 or 14 more scenes dedicated all around that. Just to, like, Shuri being Shuri. The, like, the whole ensemble piece of, like, this is going to be called Wakanda Forever because Chadwick Boseman died. It's an ensemble. And it's not. It's just not. It's like, uh, also, if you would have uh, planned the whole movie around Angela Bassett, that would have been amazing. Yeah, and she crushed. 
Uh, she didn't get a lot to, but I do think crushed. Sherry, her, and Namor. I've, I I like. Let's transition Namor. I also love how they fit his name into the the, the they 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 created not a full new mythology, but a new. You know, Aquaman came out a few years ago. Nobody cares that Namor was created in comics two years before Aquaman. People are going to say nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. And so they're like, okay, it's not Atlantis. It's Tuckalin, and. Namor is 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 soaked and and bred from Mayan culture. I thought the guy did a great job. Uh, I would have. Well, this is where Wakanda in the first one was such a rich, cool world, and I feel like this was let down. This new rich environment we could have spent time in, and the music should have been more. The, the soundtrack was a let down. Okay, hold on. Let me ask you this: uh, as a Marvel fan and as a diehard MCU fan, where were you with Namor? Like, were you, like, itching? Were you, like, where is my Submariner? Or did this make sense? Is like, he's not in here yet. It makes sense that he's not in here yet. He's, just because he's, like, the oldest character does not mean, I, I think the introduction in here and how made a lot of sense. Okay. Is the full execution. Again, we can agree that this movie is overstuffed. Just like those pants were before they CGI'd that dick out. I don't know how anybody could agree that this movie is not overstuffed. But right. once we get into uh, Namor's world, was that thrilling for you? Like, did this like live up to what you expected Atlantis or T'Challa to be? Takalan, T'Challa's Black Panther. I'm sorry. Uh, n- no, because because what Coogler set up in the first one is I'm going to introduce you to a new world and it's going to blow your mind. And we basically got. Shuri following Namor through the city once and a couple of glimpses of just the throne room and there was not time to feel it as lived in as it could have been and should have been and as specific I feel like Namor was very specific in a couple of and you know he had his generals there's moments of specificity of place and time but the whole city did not feel that the way the capital of Wakanda had it in the first movie so it should have had its own movie? No, it just should have had more room to breathe and almost a two-hander. If it's we're going back and forth between Shuri uh, and Rwanda. Uh, Ramo- What's Angela Bassett's character name? The Queen. Rwanda. Uh, Shuri and Rwanda and then Namor. If it was more balanced and trim a lot of the fat, uh, we could have gotten to know these people more. I just – I don't see that as a thing. Not in this movie and not in the future. Like – it's so much, and like, I think back at the at Thor four and Black Widow, and like, it's all just so much. Like, why are you so much? Why are you so fat? <laughs> oh, okay, stop looking in the mirror and remember we're on a podcast for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, I agree. That's why for a while I've been saying I don't want Daredevil in this world. I don't want the X Men in this world. I want them to have three MCUs. Trim the fat, keep it trim. Have a street-level universe, have the universe we've been used to, and have a mutant universe. Because it's only going to keep getting bogged down. Uh, but I think this, and, and maybe it's changed, but I've only grown fonder of it since I've seen it over the last week. Uh, I think your complaints for this phase are true. I just don't think it's for this movie. Or maybe I'm forgiving too much because I think that the highs are very high. Yeah, I, I like I have since it's been a week since I've seen this and I've only thought less of it. Like I've only thought less of everything 
since Endgame happened. Uh, I do want to talk about the fact that this movie set out to do a thing where it was like, you are black and I am brown. Let, mm-hmm. Let's kill white. Do you think the movie did I'm, that I'm, okay? I'm fascinated because that's clearly on Coogler's mind and he's going to keep putting this stuff because that's Killmonger is saying kill the colonizers do, no matter what. And that's why he makes a lot of good arguments, but he did choke an old lady. That's basically his biggest flaw in the first movie. And, and uh, do you remember Namor from the comics being like, well, "You're not a good guy, but you're not a bad guy." And I feel like, although he brings up interesting points that colonizers are bad, he's mm-hmm. also being a piece of shit person. But that is Namor. I mean, he has eighty years know, of man. This, continuity. I he feel is like straight up is, evil for a while and then turns hero. But like destroying but Wakanda think, makes him seem like a little bit more of a bad guy than they want him to be. The goofiest, the goofiest move is, "Hey, join me in my war, or I kill you first. And I'm like, "Ah, that's a bad argument, bro." Uh, but what I liked is this Namor did not have comic Namor's arrogance, and this is where it comes in: is he is still narrow focused, and the, and this is like, it's already doing too much. How do you show Shuri is growing a three dimensional worldview? Do you have time to have him? And they did not. No, but I thought the actor did a really good job. Uh, and I bought most of it. It was just a silly plan at the end of join me or I kill you is never going to work. Yeah, I just I feel very confused right now as, as a diehard MCU person of like, I don't love how much the movies take on and I hate how little the TV shows take on. Mm-hmm. I want the specials, man. Based on, I guess, right now, just Werewolf by Night. We have that's one. Been my, that is my favorite phase four. Uh and we'll see Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, I want them to take a year or two off. Yeah, get us excited again. Get people like don't become get Star your creatives. Wars. Don't become Star Wars. Yeah, don't go away for a long time. Get your creatives. Have them time to flesh stuff out and trim it down. Uh, you're 30 movies in. Get weirder with it, which is what Werewolf by Night did. If you want to tell a story about grief and what it's like to be black and brown in this world. Ryan Coogler can do it. Don't bog him down. She-Hulk saying Kevin ruins everything does not give you a pass to let Kevin keep ruining everything. I can just imagine Coogler on the set being like, getting like uh, some facts from Kevin Feige being like, all right, I'll put this in at two, I guess. But that's, it It doesn't feel Thor in a cave weighted down. It the, does the to Williams, me. I guess. But it's, I don't think for the movie they're trying to make and tackle, they've been making this since Chadwick died. I don't think it would be successful art. You have to process a little more, a few more years under your belt before you could make a good movie out of that. This movie made me miss the things I complained about with the first Black Panther. Back then, I, I, like, I had my complaints like, oh, noodly ending and blah, blah, blah. But this, t- to me, Black Panther is so much better than this movie. Oh, it is, for sure. Black Panther is what is top three. It is one of the best things they've done. I don't like this movie. I don't like Thor 4. I don't like Doctor Strange 2. I don't, like, I'm done with all That's this new. shit. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm tired of it, dude. You liked Doctor Strange the last time we talked about it. Right. That's why it's new. Well, that is all the time we have to talk about this. We'll take a quick break, and we come back every other show we watch this week. 
first up in the pull list is Warrior Nun. On the second and third episodes of Warrior Nun Season 2, a nun from a different mysterious order contacts the OCS. Lilith is asking anybody and everybody for help, and we get a museum heist. Tasty Ron asks you this. Would you believe me if I said Warrior Nun is saying Jesus was an extra-dimensional evil conqueror? The show or the character? The show. Uh, the show, no, I would not believe that. But the character, well, I would absolutely believe that. You know what, Mike? I would believe that the show is because a, a, a museum heist? Your two favorite things are Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Mummy. And facts. I feel like a museum heist is... You, like. Don't you think you're destined to at least contribute in some way to a museum heist at some point in your life? I hope so. I do, too. I hope that I'm 60, dying of cancer. God, I should be so lucky. I wake <laughs> up tomorrow, 60, dying of cancer. I'm going to start planning a museum heist. I, uh, I don't even want anything in there. Like, you know what I want? The uh, pamphlets that are like maps. Mm-hmm. I, I want the free the brochures. Maps. And I'm going to go in, uh, Tom Cruise... Mission Impossible sure. style from the repelling, top. repelling, yeah, face down. Steal all those fucking maps and then get out of there. Now I like Warrior Nun. Uh-huh. I might be Warrior Nun's biggest fan because I've never met anybody else who watches this. But as you've said, I love museum heists, and Ryan, this was a pretty lackluster museum heist. Mm. They did have a. We thought we we're getting the Crown of Thorns from one area. It's really in a different area. There, there was not a lot of moving pieces that make sense here. Was there the number one important thing, which is lasers shooting everywhere, and you have to yes, avoid was. the later lasers? Yes. Uh, Ava, they were like, Ava, don't phase through the lasers. We don't know what they'll do. And she did it, and she went, it's fine. And then she did it, and then she went, something short-circuiting. But yeah, there was no cool entrapment-style acrobatics through the lasers. Buttocks under the lasers. Yeah, Everybody should do it. Uh, but... I could not... The, oh, a great Ava moment. I'm going to just jump around. Is at a certain point, uh, she gets in a fight. And you know she's serious because she has a baseball hat on. She like is in full Marvel, uh, I'm hiding my identity, hoodie, hat. And then turns the hat around. And then she's going to fuck shit up. And she does, Ryan. All right. That's called, she, that's called going over the top. She goes full over the top and then jams a gun into somebody's neck as they're about to shoot her. She jams it up, so they shoot themselves in the neck, and it was dope as hell. <laughs> That's, That's cool. also my moment of the week. Uh, did you guys talk about last week, because I was not here, um, how Alba Batista, star of Warrior Nun, is going out with uh, Chris Evans. We did not talk about MCU. that last week. Do you want to talk about it now? We can. Is that I'm for them. They're both very attractive. Aren't Aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they? Aren't they both perfect specimens? They are. I don't think Chris Evans has what it takes to lock something down. Like, I'm worried about Alva Batista being like, okay, it's time to get married, have some kids. And Chris Evans is like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. That's a... You know what? I didn't think you could do a good Chris Evans impression. I didn't think anybody had it. Dead ball's accurate. Maybe Chris Evans will show up in the... uh, Outro, when we have to do... Uh, Who knows? I don't know if we could get him. He yeah. might be with his girlfriend. But no, I'm so stoked for the two of them. Um, having watched Warrior Nun recently, and having watched uh, Captain America movies recently, are there two better specimens of humans that could be together? No. Imagine them fighting down a hallway together, Ryan. I do it all day, Mike, and you know I do. 
I could do this all day. Yeah, no. I imagine it all day. Uh, meanwhile, the Pope is finding that there are tattooed Adriel uh, converts all over the Vatican, and he is uh, trying to weed them out. And they're like, no, you can't hurt me. I don't care if you're breaking my finger. And then he throws one straight up into an Iron Maiden. And then they talk, motherfucker. Mike, I have to think that like it's so f- easy to be the Pope unless there's warrior nuns. And that makes it really hard. It makes it hard. It makes it a little hard. But the warrior nuns are sort of on his side. Ugh. But they do seem like they're doing his uh, their own thing. The Pope is not the, the bad guy here. It's the new Jesus, Adriel. And Jesus was the first Adriel. And going back to the question, Ryan. Yes, this show is saying. You know how the Million Mom March hated Lucifer? Uh-huh. Uh, this is the show they should actually hate. Because <laughs> Lucifer was just goofy with all the mythology. This is straight up saying... Jesus was a tyrannical monster, and we had to put the crown of thorns on him to stop him from taking over the world. Love it. Super into it. It sounds Any awesome. questions for me? Uh, yes. I have one, obviously. Does Alba Batista deserve Chris Evans, or is that, is that like cool? Is that cool that she just gets to go out with him? You know what? The only people I think deserve it is you or me, so no. I agree. Warrior Nun is on Netflix. Your next show of the week is Titans. Oh, what is your moment of the week? Oh, I said it like in the middle. It was the she, somebody with a dart gun was about to shoot Beatrice, and Ava punched the gun into their own neck, and they shot. On this week's episode of Titans, the gang returns to the asylum, only to find out that a mysterious and spooky supermarket has been put on top of it. Mother Mayhem summons an army of undead zombies, including Deathstroke. And Connor barfs up one of those gosh dang blood snakes. Taste buds, I ask you this. When you heard that the asylum was under a creepy supermarket, did you immediately think, oh no, Meow Wolf is fucking up shit on Titans? Meow Wolf just keeps spreading their multiverse, man. Mike, what is Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf is this awesome, interactive museum. Yes. I've been to two of the three of them. I'm a big fan. It's spooky and scary, though. It's spooky, scary. It's altogether hairy. It's ooky and it's kooky. It's altogether spooky. Uh, I love it. It's also a music venue sometimes. Go to Santa Fe. Go to Denver. Go to Vegas. Go to Meow Wolf. Uh, Titans is on Thursdays on HBO Max. I'm sorry. Real quick, Mike. I went to a supermarket in Vegas that I thought was a normal supermarket. Oh, no. And I pulled uh, a a drawer out. It was uh, in the cooler, and I walked into that part of the cooler, and I what is a cooler you can walk in like an igloo? It was like part of the freezer section of the supermarket, just a normal grocery store. Uh huh. And I pulled it out, and I walked in, and I could not believe the world that I was in. Thanks to Meow Wolf, they you just wanted to get some coffee creamer or bacon. Yeah. Why is that so weird to just go to a grocery store? Wanting those two things. But up is down. Black is white. Cats are living with dogs. Pandemonium. Titans is again on Thursdays on HBO Max. Your next show is The Walking Dead. On the penultimate episode of AMC's The Walking Dead, the group is reunited and heads back to the Commonwealth where the aftermath of Eugene's trial is felt. Tasty Mike, I ask you this. What party favors, snacks, and events do you have planned for this Sunday when we watch the series finale of The Walking Dead? So many streamers, so many crepe decorations. Uh, I've heard party favors and clubs, Ryan, are codes for drugs. So I'm going to be rolling on Molly, 
tripping on H. The monkey will be on my back. Now, Mike, I uh, I tried to order Molly for this party, and I could mm-hmm. not. Because on Amazon, you can't find that. So what I did... No, you got to go to Grubhub. I ordered 17 cases of Bartonelli's sparkling cider. Oh, and that is going to be crazy. here on the night of the Walking Dead finale. Tummies will ache, but that'll be okay. I'm, I'm very excited for this to be done because officially, once The Walking Dead is done, the one based on comics, we're done talking about all of their properties? I think so. Fucking better be. They're not going to get better from here on out. Why would they? The Walking Dead for one more week is on Sundays on AMC. Your final show of the week is Stargirl. This week on Stargirl, Jordan is alive and everybody just has to deal with it. And discuss how far forgiveness goes and who's owed a second chance. Tasty Ryan, I ask you this. Does the show know there's a difference between mass murder and light bullying when it comes to second chances? (laughs) That's such a good question, Mike. Um, And the problem is Sylvester, who's like, I don't know what anything means. I will um, not forgive somebody for jaywalking. But also, if I'm in the mood, I will burn a barn to the fucking ground. That's just a barn. Who doesn't burn barns? And the whole thing is based on, and this is what's crazy to me. And I I love it, but this is what's crazy. It's all based on what Courtney says. All (laughs) children and all adults. All children superheroes and all adult superheroes are like, "Uh, did Courtney Courtney say this was okay? Because if not, then I will And they would try to argue... With her words, no matter where their belief is. It's very interesting, and it feels true to life, that no matter where your stance is, you'll use the same... Everybody agrees Gandhi is good. Both sides will try to use Gandhi on their side uh-huh. to argue why they're right. Uh, Sylvester like, is an issue, but it's not the issue. I think Cameron's saying, you gave Cindy, who was just a bully and not a mass murderer, a second chance. Why can't give you my dad a second chance? Cindy didn't try to kill most of the country, Cameron. You fucking art boy. No, and I don't think that's like, that's not confusing, right? We all know why. But but Courtney's like, oh no, is he right? And and even though Sylvester's a dickhead, his argument is like, give me the staff and let me face the man who killed me and all of my friends. That's a pretty good argument. <laughs> <laughs> There's one point where uh, Sylvester is like, Courtney better be into this. Courtney oh, better... Yeah. Courtney better let me kill this person. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, guys, she is a 14-year-old girl. What are we doing? I know that she... I also... She walks up and went, Courtney better what? Courtney better what now? And did the step to me. (laughs) Like, "Mm, what? (laughs) That's a drop. That should be a drop in the show where I'm like, you know what Mike thinks? And I hit, Courtney better what? (laughs) Do you, where where are you with were you happy that Jordan Ma Kent is back? Uh did you like him as the main villain? Are you upset that he's the the watcher in the dark? No, no, no. Uh that was good, right? Like he's the one who was watching the videos and that's fine mm-hmm. because this was sort of a peace moving episode, right? Like we're we're yes. building towards the finale and what we know now is the series finale. But this was yeah. sort of a chess moving episode until we get to the final shot. Which I want to talk to you about in a second, but I'm not buying Jordan shit for a single second. Mm-mm. So when he's like, everyone needs to come together and 
Take fight. down the ultra humanite. Take down the ultra humanite. I'm sort of thinking that we all have to come together to take down Jordan and the ultra humanite. Yes. Never align yourself with freaking frost giant Nazi folk. <laughs> Art boy might be able to be saved, and at this point, heart attack grandpa too. But Jordan's mother and Jordan, no. Can we call uh, Art Boy Nazi Icicle in here to talk about this? Sure. Hey, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? It's you have to speak Cameron. louder. No, it's me, Cameron. Cameron, you have to talk. We can't understand what you. Your I'm, your voice is so action hero and gruff. We can't hear it right now. No, I'm just too busy painting and thinking about how I love Courtney, but I'm angry at Courtney. I'm so sorry. What I got was bop 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 bop. So that's you, what I said. Beep bop 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 bop. My favorite dish is bimmy bop. <laughs> okay, so stop with the bebop jazz. Take a deep breath and just. Tell I've gotten me. very into Kim Cattrall scatting lately. <laughs> I know she is. She's probably the best scatter there is. But take a deep breath and tell me what's actually going on with you. My dad is back and I love him, but I miss him and I want to date this girl. But I don't know. What I to can't do. understand a single goddamn word you're saying. I don't know what's going on here. Just what well, are... I can't understand any of your lamest questions. You can't understand anything that I'm saying right now. Can you understand me? Do I understand the words that come here in your mouth? Cameron. I like that old school movie. Cameron. I'm going to go make statues. Okay. Um, I think that he is going to ultimately be on the bad side. He's going to be with uh, gr- Whitey Gorilla and Whitey with his daddy Icicle. Yeah, Whitey Icy. Um, I I said it and laughed like it's a joke, Ryan. They didn't even rhyme, and I apologize to you and our audience. I think he's going to be on his dad's side until the very end, and he's the one who stops his dad. And Sylvester. Icicle through the two. Let the old generation die. Do you know why Pat is cool uh, and the, the, the Crusher and Tigers were cool? Is they were all about the kids. The adults who can't let the kids be the actual future need to go away. Oh, That's what this show is saying. Mike, can Nancy I Pelosi, you, retire earlier. Ask somebody who was like, uh, dreaming about having a baby in the future. Watching the Crocs last week. Get yeah. so excited about... Their daughter. Artemis' life. This week, dying, and then Artemis knocking on that door and being like, have you seen my parents? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me right now? Artemis is not the strongest of the actors on the show, but the have you seen my parents? And then I'm glad the show knew what I was saying. Artemis was just alone in her house. And I was like, why are there no adults with this young girl right now? And then Amy Smart comes in and Barbara hugs her and takes care of her. I hate how you go door to door screaming. Why are there no adults with this young girl right now? I, you know what? I wouldn't have to if there were adults with this young girl right That's now. That's true. If there were just adults, just be adults. Uh, another moment that hit this whole show is like, what is family? Can you forgive Yolanda not being able to call her mom, and then once she does it. And not being able to talk. Do you know what, what I, did that I, do for you? I loved about the scene though is that uh, we're in the era of cell phones, uh-huh. so it wasn't like "Hello, who is this? Who is this?" It was just like right. Yolanda. I know this is you. Please talk, and she still couldn't. Well, that's how you know people under fifty right on this show, <laughs> right? This <laughs> is the one show that we watch. <laughs> We've been watching Flash for nine seasons of seventy-year-old 60 year olds. Men. 
Just people who were learned on the ear of Norman Lear fucking right for Flash. You know what's fast? I'll tell you what's fast. Me voting for McGovern. I don't know who that is. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ryan, what yeah. is your moment of the week? Uh, my moment of the week is... Uh, shit. I forgot his name. Uh, Jonathan? Is it Icicle? I Jordan. Jordan. Jordan being like, uh, to Amy Smart. Just being like, I'm I'm good now. <laughs> and Amy Smart's like, uh, the Crocs are dead. And he hit me like after that, after that, after those two deaths, I swear to after those two what? murders, now I'm I good. swear to God, I'm good now. I'm saying I'm good now. Not you know, last night, now. Guys, we know now what we didn't know before. There's two episodes left of Stargirl. Kill that motherfucker. Yes. Kill all the ice Nazis. Uh Oh, wait, I have another one, Mike. This is just Please, coming in. good. <laughs> coming in from the field. <laughs> uh, the adults get the, all of the team in, and uh, Pat makes some sort of Donkey Kong joke. Mm. And Sylvester's like, you know, like Donkey Kong. Like, and then Sylvester's like, or Pat's like, you don't have to have the last word. And I, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, all right, typical fucking CW banter. But then it cuts away, but Pat is eye-dogging, raw-dogging this guy with He's his eye. raw dog. He's staring uh, at him the entire time. I'm, I'm glad you got interrupted from the field. This is my moment of the week, is Pat all season has been, uh, his hackle's Not been raised because egg. Sylvester keeps treating him like they're both still 13, and he's stripesy and not an adult male with two children. Uh-huh. And... Pat is finally like, dude, we're grown-ups. The dynamic has changed. Fucking zip it up. (laughs) And I was here for it. I hope that Pat is the one who ultimately kills Starman. Oh, that would be awesome. And then, like, it cuts to, like, to be continued next season. But there is no next season. And then plays the Donkey Kong game over. (laughs) Stargirl's on for Wednesdays on the CW for two more weeks. Next up is the second part of my conversation with Stargirl After Show's co-host, Sean McBee. All right, Sean, final real question, and then we get into the speed round. Uh, Fandom Limb Media. I I don't want to pass this moment by without letting you tell everybody what that is. Oh, so Fandom Limb Media is a podcast network that I started because... In order to have all the features that I wanted for my two podcasts, um, I needed to pay like for the most expensive hosting. So having the most expensive hosting let me have as many podcasts as I wanted with mm-hmm. their own uh, people controlling it all for the one price. So I thought, well, let me just get a whole bunch of shows together. They can host with me, uh, and then I'll give them some uh, access to music and sound effects libraries and all these things. And so uh, all the podcasts uh, pay $10 a month, which is less than the cheapest paid hosting out there, but you get the $100 a month hosting services. And I got us all like nerdy and TV and movie related shows so that 
we can cross promote each other because it doesn't make sense to cross promote with shows that aren't likely to have crossover audiences. Sure. You know, like if you're listening to Stargirl After Show and I'm like, oh, and check out our sister podcast all about investing in crypto. What? <laughs> yeah, different audience probably. Yeah. So I, I kept it all nerdy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you like Superhero Show Show, which you probably do if you're listening, clearly you should check out Stargirl After Show. Uh, but everything over there, there is a whole bunch of shows that will be up your alley. All right, Sean. The speed round, how it works is I'm going to ask you a question to start from a previous guest who did not know who a future guest would be. Uh, then I have some questions, and we're going to end with you making up a question for a next guest who we do not know who it's going to be. All right. Clear, clear Interesting. as mud. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> I, I, I might be too mischievous for this. I love mischief. It, it's run from, like, what's your favorite cereal to this one is from Kalen from the Homo Superior podcast. He said, if you could write any superhero or superhero team, who would it be? And this could be TV or comics. I would say, look, if I could write any superhero team, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, – I'm going to do a two-parter. All right. There's two options here. The JSA. Sure. Because uh, I would like to – to work on, on Stargirl, please. I would like to write on Stargirl. <laughs> Let's put that out in the world. Let's put it in the world. Putting stuff out in the world has worked for me so far. So keep putting it out. Um, or, you know, let's do an Infinity Inc. Uh, spinoff, and I'll write on that. Nice. And we need we need new blood. We need new connected shows in the what used to be called the Arrowverse. So that let's... Start it now. Start it here. Yeah, let's start the Stargirl-verse. The Stargirl-verse. You know, Stephen it. Amell had his time. He did. He can, he can you know, let it pass. I we think don't need has. to call it the Arrowverse anymore. <laughs> Honestly, it's always been more the Flash-verse than the Arrowverse anyway. Ah, uh, interesting. See, I the Arrow is my first love. Both the show, the style, and those abs. Whew. All right. Speed round questions. What is the first nerd thing you bought with your own money? It was, I believe, Batman number 424. I might have the number wrong, but it's the it's the one with the guy's face, and he's got, like, yellow stuff exploding out of his eyes and his mouth. I'm so impressed with your recall. It's my first Batman comic. There's yeah. no way I'm forgetting that. <laughs> first fictional crush slash current fictional crush. All right. Um... First fictional crush was Gert on E.T. Played okay. by Drew Barrymore. I saw that in the theaters. It was the first movie I ever saw in the theaters when I was three years old. <laughs> and I was obsessed with Gert. That's adorable. Current fictional crush. Ah, My wife doesn't listen to your podcast, right? I don't think so. I'll tell her not to listen to this one. Uh, I would say, like, whatever Tatiana Maslany is in at the moment. So right yeah, now, it's yeah. Jennifer Walters. Uh, I loved She-Hulk, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, that the most unbelievable thing is uh, that nobody would want to date Jen Walters. Just Tatiana Maslany, just one of the most charming, adorable people on Earth. No. Ew. Yeah. Uh and I mean, let's let's as cute as she is, um, 
really the the thing that I love about her is that she's like one of the three greatest living actors. Yeah, on Earth, she's phenomenal. And if you've heard her on Comedy Bang Bang, she's super funny too. She's oh, great. I have not heard that, and I'm going to go look it up. She's guested a bunch of times through the years. She's great. Uh, which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake? Uh, I'm going to go with none because I tried to make a TARDIS cake once, and that's just a box, and uh-huh. it was an utter failure. <laughs> I have watched 13 seasons of The Great British Bake Off since then, so I might have a better shot at somebody. But, um, ooh, ooh, I know. I got it. I got it. Gonk. Donk? Gonk. The droid. What is... The, oh, the, the the little box. The little box trash can droid. droid, yeah. Yes. Or a mouse droid, maybe. I like it. S- something very flat and squarish. Sure. That's my that, answer. If you could change any TV show by making the lead character a baby, but the rest of the plot stays the same, what character would you change? All right. This one involves throwing a plug out there. Sure. The <laughs> first webcomic I ever got into. Yeah, webcomic. Yeah, I'm talking... Back in the 90s, <laughs> Homestar Runner days, um, was a comic called Jeremy that, okay. was, that was by a guy named John Morris. And the tagline for Jeremy was um, a nine-year-old made out of criminal corpse parts. <laughs> okay. The, the story was that uh, Dr. Frankenstein built himself a son. Mm-hmm. That same artist would later on... Uh, he's a huge Superman fan, not much of a Batman fan. And he made a short comic called Lil Batman, which is just like this little chibi, like Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, and so my answer is Batman because I've already seen it and it's great. Right. <laughs> Love it. Also, can I, can I die? I know this is the sure. lightning round or whatever, but if I can make a quick divergence. Uh, yesterday, I went to uh, Six Flags with some friends. Because uh, the union gives us free Six Flags passes once a year. No big deal. Nice. <laughs> uh, so we're down in Gotham. We're going through the tunnels to get onto the Batman ride. And we're talking about Batman. And I realized, like, I am far too liberal for Batman now. Because I'm. we're just talking about, like, how we can reform Arkham Asylum to keep these right. criminals from <laughs> recidivism. And, like, how to use the Wayne Foundation finances to like mm-hmm. stop crime before it happens um and yeah as much as i love batman like i am now too too liberal <laughs> for <laughs> batman i just see him wasting his resources on yeah a, he on he a, punches criminals because it's easier yeah instead of doing the hard work and, and helping l- society grow and and think about it in most tellings thomas wayne did use his resources right. to those ends. So he could even be like honoring his parents more by continuing their work. That's that's part of why there's a lot of reasons I liked the Matt Reeves Batman that came out uh, this past year. But a huge one is that he, it's clear he is a young, immature, trash sewer person. And like you could see him growing to be like, oh... I'm going about this all the wrong way. Like he took his first step at the end of the movie to be like, Oh, I need to give hope, not just fear. And then the next step he's like, Oh, you know what? I could hang this suit up and I'm just going to donate my money. And a couple characters I think said to Bruce Wayne in that movie, like, Hey man, do anything for this town. Man, Batman is, 
such a flawed concept. Yes. There, there it only took me awesome... 40 years to realize. <laughs> there was an awesome Green Arrow comic, either early 2000s or late 90s, where he he had stopped going after like common criminals and at this point was just going after like corporate fat cats and he gave Bruce a lot of shit for that. Be like, He's like, dude, don't get the source of the crime. The person stealing bread is not a criminal. Like, We have to actually change things. And I was like, yeah, let's hear it for Socialist Ollie. Oh, yeah, that, that like Denny O'Neill Ollie mm-hmm. that I started that. back in the Green Lantern, Green Arrow days. Uh, love him. All right, last question before we get to your question you're making up. Last truly great thing you watched. Oh, I might need a little definition on truly great. I guess I'm I'm trying to think of like the, the kind of movie or show where like it ends and you just sit there kind of staring into space stunned by like the thing you just saw like artwork that helped change your brain chemistry a little. I got to go with the HBO series Watchmen. Oh, yeah. It might be the best season of television ever made. Yeah, there. I can't remember any weak points. It just like, and what a phenomenal retelling, reimagination of a thing people said you couldn't remake. Yeah, and you know, I was always a a, a steadfast defender of the much maligned mm-hmm. Zack Snyder movie, and that show showed me that I was wrong. Because yeah. all of the stuff <laughs> that I was like, look, it didn't make sense to do in a movie. They they did it. They went and they did it. Like, there were no nipples on Ozymandias. Right. <laughs> his, his costume looked just like it did in the comics, and it looked better than what was in that movie. Yes. And they did the squid. To spectacular effect. They did the squid. Yes. And it just... Made me realize, like I was given Zack Snyder a pass, and that's the Zack. That's the last pass I've ever given Zack Snyder. Let me tell the you, last Zack pass. The last Zack pass. Um, I, I think. So yeah. may, maybe you're a hoodwink because I think the intro scene of the comedian's death and then the credits are amazing, and maybe that that's the the glow of those for me. The, while I was watching the movie the first time, I was like, no, this might be fine. And then later watching, I was like, oh, I think the beginning of this movie is cool. And I, I think mean, the rest is not. Jack Earl Haley as Rorschach yeah. was Solid phenomenal. casting. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. And, you know, the first time I read Watchmen after watching that movie, I was shocked to discover, reread, you know, I had read mm-hmm. it before, but, you sure. know, you're, you're, you misremember things. Oh, yeah. And, like, that awesome scene where he's like, you're all locked in here with me, isn't in the book. It's literally just his therapist writing it in his notes that he did that. So you don't get to see that in the comics. You just get like a secondhand account of it. And um, thank you, Zack Snyder, for giving us that moment. Because that's definitely the best Rorschach moment. moment. Though, I have to throw out there, like, no one should uh, emulate or idolize Rorschach. He's an absolute garbage person. With really, really bad views. Mm-hmm. And that's what was great. The Watchmen show took that to its next level. It's like, well, if Rorschach fans, just like a lot of IRL Rorschach fans, if they started emulating him, here's what they would end up being like. Yeah. Yeah, that show's great. Yeah, it was it was super great. And it was um, just like it treated every frame of that comic as holy canon and mm-hmm. did not 
diverge from it, but continued the story in a new and interesting way that like opened my eyes about stuff that I really should have known about, like Tulsa. Sure. I think a lot of us went through that. And then it comes down to like the end and they came together in the writer's room for six weeks to see if they could come up with something that would make them happy to do for a second season. And they went, nah, uh, we tried and we don't think that we can make anything that's going to live up to this. So we're going to back away. And yeah. I was like, I've never been so happy to not get a second season of something I loved so much. Yeah. Such a bold decision. Uh, the kind of which is not made often. All right. Your question for the next guest. Which terrible, terrible superhero movie would you want to remake? I like it. Do you have an answer? Do you know have one that you would remake? I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Of course I know. Green Lantern, man. <laughs> I went and I saw that movie. And I legitimately have uh, storyboards and story notes and casting ideas in a composition notebook from 1998 Nice for a Green Lantern movie. I have an entire opening sequence storyboarded, and I waited, you know, 20 years to see a Green Lantern movie. And they gave me that. Well, Sean, what you've taught me is you need a scan those pages and put them into the world and then you will get to make that movie someday let me tell you <laughs> it was 1998 99 maybe mm-hmm. you know who i wanted to see is is sinestro who thinking of the time frame uh-huh christopher walken okay i see that in 98 christopher walken just want to bring order to the universe <laughs> delightful uh, Sean, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time uh, and, and taking your Monday evening with me. W- where can people find all your shit? Uh, all of my things are at fandomlim.com. Uh, that's where Table Reads is. Hopefully new episodes soon. I'm not making any promises, though. We're trying. And right now, Stargirl After Show is taking like every spare minute that I have. Sure. Because uh, we have to record the episode. We have to edit the episode. Though Sarah does most of the editing. Thank you, Sarah. But then on top of the episode recording, which involves watching the episode and then recording, uh, there's interviews that I have to do. So it's like, and I work 50 hours a week. So busy guy. Yeah. But once this uh, season of Stargirl has come to its conclusion, then I'm going to push real hard to get back into table reads, which is... um, R-rated, if you're to give it a rating to a podcast, because I have a very dirty mouth that I managed to rein in for Stargirl After Show. Isn't it good to have projects like that just to let you know you can if you need to rein it in? Yeah. We have one explicit episode, and that's because I was not going to say, Joel McHale, can you (laughs) keep keep the language to a minimum? Sure. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Sean, um, thank you again. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, and uh, thanks for watching Stargirl and listening to my podcast if you do, or if you just like got my found the website. I don't know. I don't know if you listen <laughs> to the podcast, but you should because like we've had like all the cast on. 
<laughs> that was really That's good. So fucking funny. Oh, thank you. No, I <laughs> loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Yeah. No notes. No you notes. Save that for off air. Oh, I have so many notes. But those are off air notes. We've off all agreed air. what off are air. on it. Yeah, off air notes. Okay, give me a hint. What's one off air note? Wow. So, Mike, you said so many racial slurs. Yeah, but it was just against Pollocks. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right? Those Peru reading fucks, do they even know how to turn on oh, headphones? Hold on. Let me write down more notes. <laughs> I have a note for you. Don't give me an opening. <laughs> you know, like a screen door in a Pollock submarine. She said, okay, stop. Let's end the show. Is That's okay, though, right? I don't have to be worried about what our fan is going to say. Our one Polish fan? Mm-hmm. No. End the show. End the show. The show is done. And Ryan, my friend, it's been an honor to serve with you in these trenches. Oh, man, Mike, it's been great for me. But you. get the heck off my stage. What? We have too many guests this evening. First up to talk about websites, I cannot believe we got this gentleman. He is an American treasure, and he is America's ass. Put your hands together for Christopher Evans. Well, I I love you to correct you real quick. I am Chris Evans. I am... I'm the cheeks that speaks the most weeks. I'm Chris Evans' ass, and I'm... Chris Evans could not be here tonight, so I will be Chris Evans' ass. Wait, are you some sort of King Missile song? You're a detachable ass? I am... Um, I go to places. Sometimes he will be... He will go to places with his own ass, and sometimes I will go with him, but sometimes I will not. So you're some sort of ass implant? I am his ass... Oh, okay. What do you have to talk to us about tonight? Obsessor. Mm. Oh, uh, I have to tell you. What What would you like me to? Websites. Specifically Adver- the ones we're paying you to talk about. Okay, I can translate. I, I'm multilingual. Uh, you just said go to popfilter.co for all sorts of information that these fine folks put out. No, I'm saying, and yes, go to co for all of the things. Also, uh, co slash Amazon, right? Yes. Okay. And if the you, holidays are coming up. Bookmark that. Shop that way. Thank you. Shop, shop there, and you will see an online website, all of your... All of, the thi- all of your normal Amazon things, but it'll help us out, yes. And I believe there's one more. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, dot. Yes. Uh, sorry, it's been a long time since I've been to school. That was patreon.com slash your pop filter. Uh, support us directly, get all kinds of extra. No, that one was just fart noise, I guess. All kinds of extra shit. Hey, Chris Evans asks, thank you so much. You are truly beautiful to look at and horrifying to listen to. Oh, I'm, I am America's ass. Yes. Oh, you're Chris Evans ass, but also America's ass. So yeah. sort of a shared custody kind of deal. And yes, also, keep in mind. Oh, I'm not going to say that out loud. I'm sorry. But back to you, brother. 
Uh, next up, we have uh, to talk about all of our other shows. Oh, this is I love them as a kid. This is Hulk Hogan Jr. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, Hi. brother. How, how are you? Hi. I've been I've been eleven years old for thirty years. You've been 11 years old for 30 years? Is that what you said? I've been 11 years old for 30 years. Is that hellish? Is that the worst age to be stuck at? I wish I could die. <laughs> I want you to kill me. How do you, is there like, do you have a kryptonite, a silver bullet? How do we do this? Do yeah, I have to? Ch- you bring me, you bring me, I will fucking suck your dick for death. I will do that. Fucking, I will do put I like, your balls in my mouth for death. Smother you with a wrestling buddy? Oh, cool. A wrestling joke. I love that. What I would like, brother, what I would like, brother, is for you to fucking, brother, fucking kill me. I would love you to fucking kill me. Choke me, brother. Choke me, brother. Okay, the last time I heard somebody say choke me, brother, was a very different situation. Uh, I will kill you if you talk about some other shows people should listen to. I fucking, I want to die so bad, brother. Brother, uh, uh, if you, I swear to God, if you listen to Movie of the Year <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, I'll fucking die a little bit more. I'll In a good closer, way, and we want him to. I'll be closer to death, brother, than you've ever been. And I'll be so close to death, I can fucking lick her titties. I want to oh. fucking lick Dennis' oh, titties. That kind of culture you come from. Uh, what, what's your favorite Movie of the Year year? Hulk Hogan Jr. My fucking favorite movie of the year is that movie called You Better Kill Me Now or I'll Do Kill you- Myself. 1975. Werner <laughs> Herzog. It's a good movie. Okay, I was going to ask if you liked when we did Three Ninjas at High Noon Mountain, but no. Okay, Werner Herzog. That, that makes sense. Are there other shows people should listen to before I kill you? Fuck you and kill me. Okay, yeah, Unnatural 20s. They haven't put out a new episode in a while, but Fuck You, Kill Me, I think, is Unnatural 20s. Follow those wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, All right, I'm going to kill you now. Ah, Thank you. I wonder if that's the first death on a podcast. Doesn't matter. Uh, Next up, we have... uh, it's a teapot with a cold to talk about social media. I don't know. Oh, hello, hello, Mike. This is such an honor because I, I've always wanted to talk to you. Oh yeah, yeah. You big fan? What? How, why have you always wanted to talk to me? Well, as, as a teapot with a cold, which is what I am. Uh, I've always listened to the podcast because what else? Hold on. This is part of like uh, having a cold comedy. Are you ready? Yeah. This is, what else are you supposed to do when you have a cold? But listen to podcasts. <laughs> this is part I of my. This is part of my stand up. Hold on, let me do it again. Okay. What I have a cold. What else am I supposed to do? But listen to podcasts. No. Okay. Now I get it. That's very funny. You I'll know how to... when something's very funny, you don't even laugh. You just say that's very funny. Well, uh, yeah, it might be a little bit over your head. But uh, I've been listening to your I, – I think that your show is really good. And uh, as uh, somebody who's been trying to get out of the comedy, I want to uh, offer, like, what if uh, I was a uh, panelist on your show? You're offering if you were a panelist on the show? Yeah, ask me a question about uh, the show that you watch. 
Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Teapot with a cold. What did What did you think about uh, this latest episode of Pennyworth? What the family dynamics? Oh, Pennyworth. What's a Pennyworth? One set. Achoo! Oh man, I think we already have a panelist who says jokes like that. So I don't know if we could use you. What? I don't think you have one like that. I think that you need me. Wait, ask that same question again. Okay. Uh, what What, what do you think about the latest episode of Pennyworth? Teapot with a cold. What's a Pennyworth? One set. Hotshot. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, it didn't. It didn't go over my head so much as right in my face that time. And then, like, I don't think that you have, you you understand like what I bring in here. No, I. You know what? I don't understand, and I don't know what if I will. But if what I think you're trying to say is you should check us out on Twitter and Instagram at your pop filter. Who knows when Twitter go away? Keep sticking around for everybody to keep going. Is it going to go away? Here's a real sad story of how much I love Twitter. Or here's why Twitter's dumb. Uh, so just follow us on Instagram and we'll fucking figure out when the next thing is going on. That is the show. Teapot with the cold. You can go off stage. Thank you so much. Oh, no. I, I, I'll stay on it. I, I can like help you out. What do you want me to do? Oh, thank you. Do you want to do like a little uh, a bit? Do you want to do an improv bit? Let's get let's it. Do uh, an, let's do one of improv. Can I get a suggestion? Let's get a suggestion from the audience. Losers. What? Uh, I've never known a loser. I only know me and Mike Claudio, two of the coolest people I've ever been alive. Yeah, the loser, more like boozer. Shut up. I think, okay, I'll get off stage. Okay, that is the show next week on the Super Sheer. <clears throat> next week on the Super Show. I'm like, show do you want show. me to do this? Are you yeah, okay? You know what? T Pop with the Code just say next week on the Super Show show for me. Next week on the Superhero Zojo. The series finale of The Walking Dead. That's how you sound. The season finale of Pennyworth, The Origin of Batman's Butler, and the finale of Phalanx Saga on X Men, the animated series. All that and so much more. And for Ryan and Mike, for Chris Evans, but I'm Mike for America's Ass, I'm Mike for Teapot with the Code, I'm Mike for I forget who else was on this stage, I'm Mike, and that's right. Everybody have a good day. That's it.